Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Women's Social Club chapters are open now in Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, D.C., Denver, Jacksonville, Florida, Memphis, Miami, New York City, Pasadena, California, Wilmington, North Carolina, with multiple chapters in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the surrounding areas. If you're in those cities, come join us at thewomensocialclub.co. And if you don't hear your location, visit our website and click start your own chapter. We'll see you soon and let's get to the show. Every single person, both men and women that I photographed, all had the same narrative. You're going to Photoshop me. You're going to change my body. You're going to make me look younger, thinner, fatter, more curvy. Every single person was dealing with some sort of dysmorphia Mm -hmm. or some sort of body image issue that they wanted changed. And I was like, why are we walking around hoping to be more like somebody else? To all my hustlers, dreamers, love dealers, I'm that kind of girl. Work hard, play hard, for my own heart, might just rule the world. Welcome to the Women's Social Club, a women supporting women group where we make it easier to connect with new friends and our communities while supporting our local women-owned businesses. I'm Hannah Weisberg, founder and CEO of WSC, and today we're talking all about body positivity with Caitlin Guild, owner of Caitlin Scott Boudoir Photography in Raleigh, North Carolina. I initially found Caitlin on TikTok, where she has over half a million followers and 150 million views. I loved her vibe and invited her to coffee, and we've been friends ever since. We'll get into how to feel good in your own skin and even tips for taking spicy selfies. But let's start off with Caitlin's story to get here. It all began with her family being obsessed with film. My family always had a camera in their hand, always. And when I was four, we went to the San Diego Zoo. And I can't remember if it was a holiday. I don't remember the time, but our parents had gotten me and my brother these little like flat film cameras that had the big button on the top. They were like kid-friendly cameras. And so all of my first photos are from when I was four. They're like knee height. And it's at the safari zoo and it's like shots of my mom and my brother and my dad and like all of these just terrible, (laughs) terrible ass photos, right? But from then on, I had a camera in my hand and my dad always was taking photos. It was always, he would always set it up on a tripod or he had his uh, video camera. And I'll be honest, my mom just recently scanned every single photo that we had from before I was born, I think our first folder is 1982, until now, we have tens of thousands of photos that are scanned and now archived because of that. So while she loved photography since she was a little kid, growing up, Caitlin thought she would be a special ed teacher. She played basketball in college and was an academic All-American. She had straight A's and her path was set for whatever she wanted to do except she got rejected from all of the special ed programs because she didn't know about a required course. That closed the door and led her to finding her career path, working for the athletic department at Stanford and then in sales with the LA Clippers. But then an unexpected call from her dad would end up transforming her life. And I answered the phone. I said, hey, dad, how's it going? And it was not my dad. It was his Mm. business partner. 
And my dad had unexpectedly passed from a blood clot. It was a pulmonary embolism. He was 56. He was young. He was super active. He ran every day. He biked every day. He was a basketball coach, like young, had just retired, was totally unexpected. And it was one of those moments where I was going to be home in like two weeks. We had just scheduled our first family photo session in like a decade. Like we had just planned all this. Me and my brother were both going to be home. I was going to a conference before and then was going home after. And it was one of those things that like, I don't remember much about the phone call, but then they couldn't get a hold of anybody else. So it was my job to then call my mom and try and get a hold of my brother. And I don't remember much of that, but I remember getting home and just being like, how does this happen to somebody so young and so vivacious, right? And to me, it was a pivotal moment because it, it made me realize that life is super duper short. Mm-hmm. And if you don't capture the moments now, you may not get them back. And so it was sort of the catalyst for me to start photography. Ironically, my dad's name is Scott. My company's name is Caitlin Scott. And so I bought my first big girl professional camera with his life insurance money. And the first time I used it was when we spread his ashes. And so for wow. me, that was such a huge moment to kind of catapult me in a different direction. I still stayed at my old job. I was there another four years. But it was the start of like that drip of like, there's something more for me. There's something bigger. I've got to chase it. He would want me to chase it. I can't say no to opportunities if they're in front of me. You know what I mean? Like yes. it was just such a big pivotal moment. And every single person that came to his his memorial service, like it was standing room only. We didn't have space That's for anybody. Amazing. It was ridiculous how many people love my dad. And they all said the same thing, that how genuine and authentic he was. And now when he showed up, he showed up for people. And I was like, that's who I want to be. I want people to remember that, how I made them feel. Not just, oh, I was their sales rep. I was their whatever. I want people to remember how I can make them feel. And to me, that was what I took away from that experience was like, my dad literally showed up for people in a different way. He was just built different. And so that was my like, kind of my legacy. And how special that like your business is named after him and it all started with him. It all started with him, literally down to the investment I made on my initial company. And it wasn't called Caitlin Scott originally. It was Cali Clicks. And I was doing everything from like weddings, events, real estate headshots, all of that. Caitlin Scott morphed into what it is now because of that initial like, all right, I'm going to start this path. I'm going to start this journey. And then I had to pivot out of that too. You know what I mean? And that pivot is where I found my home. And still to this day, people are like, you're Caitlin Scott. I'm like, well, technically I'm Caitlin Guild, but yeah, you can call me Caitlin Scott because like (laughs) I'm so on it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of my pivotal moment. And that was probably the biggest of them all. That was probably the biggest one was like realizing you don't get it back. There's no like round two. (laughs) You get one shot. And photos are a great way to tell your story. If you're not in a photo, there's no story. Right. So like, how do we help people get in front of the lens by helping them feel more comfortable in their body? Like it all pivots back to that. So, yeah. Speaking of that. Yeah. So getting into photography is one Mm -hmm. thing. Getting into boudoir photography is a very niche. Yes. A niche clientele. Yes. So how did you go from starting in photography? Mm -hmm. What led you into boudoir? So I don't have kids. I'm not a mom. But I did a lot of family photography because I thought that was my, like, passion in life. I thought that was my path. Capture moments so that when their parents pass, the kids are never for the parents. They're for the what they leave behind. It's for their kids, right? That, I thought, was my path. 
And I would leave sessions and weddings and events and headshot sessions. And every single person, both men and women that I photographed, all had the same narrative. You're going to Photoshop me. You're going to change my body. You're going to make me look younger, thinner, fatter, more curvy. Every single person was dealing with some sort of dysmorphia Mm -hmm. or some sort of body image issue that they wanted changed. And I was like, why are we walking around hoping to be more like somebody else? Why why do we do this every day? We, sh- we go, oh, don't take a photo from the side. I had moms miss entire wedding days with their girls because they were hunting down my photography team going, don't shoot me from the side. Don't shoot. Mama, you are missing your entire daughter's day because you're more worried about what you're going to look like in a photo. Yes. Rather than the story being told. And I would go home. I remember sitting in my car after a family session and I cried because the mom was so frazzled. They were late. She was the only one not ready. Everybody else looked pristine except her. And she was frantic. And it was miserable. And I was like, I don't understand why. And then it was, you're going to Photoshop this. You're going to do that. You're going to make me look smaller. Oh, but I'm like, no, you are perfect. Your family loves you for who you are. The world loves you for who you are, not what you could be. No. And to me, I needed to create a space that people could actually feel that and resonate with it. Like, I have a really strong policy in my contract. I do not body alter. I do not. There's a couple rules I follow, but for the most part, I do not change the shape of your body, your composition, your skin. I don't change it because you're perfect. You don't need to be changed in order to feel love or feel worthy or valid, right? Like yes. your body doesn't need to change in order to feel worthy enough yes. of love, deserving of all the good the world. You don't have to be a certain person. You can just be you. And so I started Caitlin Scott because of that, as like a safe, empowered space for people just to stand in their power and feel seen. That's incredible. I mean, I know that's something that drew me to you, Mm. to reach out to you. I mean, you can tell through the images that the body positivity and the inclusivity and just you can see it on the way the women in the pictures are Mm. holding themselves and carrying themselves and you like look at that and you want that like mm-hmm. feeling for yourself. I know um, I'm a petite person, yeah, but I have had body issues my whole life. Yeah. A lot of it when I was younger due to a very like toxic relationship in college yeah. as most of us girls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, men and women have had, yeah. unfortunately. And it really does go into like even after that relationship has passed. It follows you. The cycle Mm -hmm. of how you talk to yourself. Yeah. So how do you get, when women come to you to Mm -hmm. do these shoots, how do you get them in the headspace to feel comfortable? It's a great question. Um, I wish I could reiterate the secret sauce I have, and I don't (laughs) think I can. I am a goofy motherfucker. (laughs) I am sweaty. I'm loud. I laugh really loud. I... I have no problem with nudity. I just, I literally say, this is your space today. And it is whatever you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Don't do anything that doesn't make you feel comfortable. If it makes you feel squiggly, don't do it. I tell them I see naked people for a living. (laughs) I, even if you don't like, if you, even if you're not naked in front of me, I'm still zooming in to your body parts to see you. Yes. I see naked bodies for a living. Nothing embarrasses me. I tell them what my hard lines are. And I say within that, you can play as much or as little as you want. Things don't make me uncomfortable. And even if they do, we're going to laugh about it and I'll probably trip on a curtain. Like, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I don't know what that, there's not like a, 
this is the magic that I sprinkle on it. It is literally just, I want you to show up authentically and allow a stranger to see you. And that's what I ask them. That's oh, all they need to do. So, that's so amazing. And you have women from all over, all over. the world mm-hmm. reach out to you to schedule these consults. So yeah. like, do you have any, are there any particular reasons they're doing it that you see? Like milestones for a partner? Like what do a you lot see? Of that. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of um, single individuals who are just looking for a home in their body. Doing it for no other reason but themselves. Those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite. They're just like, I just want, I just want to feel better in my body. And they come and see me. That's I get amazing. to help them with that. How freaking cool is that? Like, that's my job, right? I have couples come because they need to spice their marriage up. Mm-hmm. I have people come because it's their anniversary, weddings, birthdays. I mean, you name it. Literally, they're in town and they're like, I've always wanted to work with you. I have people traveling from literally all over the country. Like, I don't know what the secret sauce is or what the magic is. And I don't look a gift horse in the mouth, but people show up. And when they do, it's so funny because my one of my hair and makeup artists is amazing. And she's like, I love working with your clients because they're all so similar. Oh. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, they're all so just grounded and excited and ready. And they're not just doing this because they want to look like Barbie Like they're doing this because they want to feel empowered and they're here on their own accord. It's not like my partner wants me to do this. And she goes, she told me this the other week. She's like, they're all so similar. And I love working with your clients because of that. And I was like, that's dope. I didn't even realize that. I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, it is a feeling that comes off of the page. So like on your TikTok and on Instagram, the different accounts, it's like you really do attract based on the feeling that you put out there. Like you want people to feel what it's like to work with you. Mm. And I think it's very apparent. I so appreciate that. Yes, That means the world to me. I worked really hard for that. I worked really hard. And I think (laughs) I talk to my therapist about this all the time. I just want people to feel included. I think I'm an empath and I've lived in a bigger body my whole life and I've never really fit anywhere. Like I was an athlete, but I wasn't really a cool kid. I sort of was on the fringe of that. I was also smart. So like, I didn't really fit anywhere, right? And I know that feeling intimately. And I know feeling like your body betraying you and having an eating disorder for a good portion of your life and having that body dysmorphia. I know what all of those different things feel like. And I don't wish that on anybody, right? I I don't wish any one of those categories on anyone. And if I can create a space where you feel seen through all of those different narratives, I've done my job. Right. I've I've shown up for people to allow them to not feel so alone. And that's really why I started TikTok. It's why I started my second account after the first one sort of died. I was like, people are resonating with this because they don't feel alone anymore. And we're talking about things that we should talk about as a society, but we don't. Yes. Right. Like everyone feels squiggly in their body. Yes. Everyone. Everyone. It doesn't matter if you are the perfect size zero with big perky boobs and a great butt. It doesn't matter. You still have insecurities. Right. Those insecurities are not solely reserved for people who live in just plus size bodies. Right. So like we feel alone always. Why do we feel alone? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like come into this space and let's talk about this is an empowered space to feel seen and embraced. That's all I was trying to do. And it's morphed into what it is now. And like every day I wake up, I'm like, I get to go do my, (laughs) I get to go make people feel better today. Like it's so awesome. I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, I just wanted to create a space where people felt empowered and embraced. Let's take a break to tell you about our sponsor, Industrious. 
Industrious is your all-in-one solution for co-working, private offices, and on-demand meeting space. With over 160 locations globally, Industrious is committed to providing an unparalleled work experience, all-inclusive amenities, and flexible terms to support teams of all sizes and stages. Just like Women's Social Club, Industrious is all about community and connection, and maybe some happy hours as well. Head on over to industriousoffice.com and use promo code WSC for a free week of co-working. That's industriousoffice.com, promo code WSC. All right, let's get back to the show. I can totally relate because the Women's Social Club was founded because I didn't fit anywhere. Yes. So all growing up, um, I grew up outside of Raleigh and Clayton, Mm. and I just never quite feel like I fit in. I would pretend and kind of mold myself into who I should be and what I should look like and and all of those things. And I moved away. I always knew I wanted to move away. And moving to bigger cities like New York and Boston and being around people from all walks of life was so liberating for me because it didn't matter if you walk down the street with a tutu (laughs) and you know stilettos like no one really cares no one cares yeah and it's such a freeing feeling to Mm -hmm. just know you can be who you truly are and having that feeling when I started Women's Social Club when we came back from New York I was Mm -hmm. like I want to create a community that feels like that Like, if you want to wear your sweats and roll out of bed and show up because that's how you're most comfortable, which honestly is my version of comfort, yeah, have at it. If you're someone that prefers to wear stilettos and wear a business suit and that's your version of being most confident, wear that. And it's great because all of the women in our community could not look and be more different, which is amazing. Amazing people ask all the time about our demo and exactly who and what they are. And I'm like, women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you have a body that, yeah, I'm the same way. People are like, what is your demographic? I'm like, anybody that wants to feel seen. Yes. Like, I know that's too broad, but I get it. Like, yeah, I feel like you've done a great job at creating that space too. But like, it's funny how our businesses came out of like a need of I our need, own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think are the best ways for a business to start because it's a very true place. I think it's the only authentic way for a business to succeed. Mm-hmm. People don't buy what you have to offer. People people buy you. They People buy what you can provide and how you can make them feel. It doesn't matter if I'm selling sports tickets or if I'm selling an experience where somebody can love their body or even not even love. Just learn to see their body, tolerate it, embrace it for what it is, not want to change it get to liberation, right? It doesn't matter if I'm selling a minor league baseball ticket or that experience. I still want to make them feel the same. Seen, embraced, loved. And I will do that no matter what I'm selling, right? I think the only real successful way to do that is when you do your passion and still provide that like hug of an experience. That's when I feel like you've hit the pinnacle of success is when you've taken your passion and you've given a great experience and you've put them together. And that could be shining shoes on the corner. Mm-hmm. That could be taking trash out. That could be working with special needs. That could be whatever. It could be anything. But when you take those two and put them together, you have magic. And I think that's the secret sauce that people are missing. Because we're told, go get a check, go make money, do this, chase the whatever. 
when you stop doing that and you actually find what you're passionate about, you don't feel like you work anymore. Like it's so magical. I just genuinely don't feel like I work. And another thing that you do besides doing photography yourself is you also mentor and educate others. I do. I do. I, I do it both for photographers as well as for individuals doing selfies. Two or three times a year, I do a virtual selfie class where I literally, from start to finish, this is how you take selfies. I work with individual photographers one-on-one, sometimes virtually, sometimes they come to my studio. And that can be an education process wherever they are. So there's not like a cookie cutter This is what we're going to learn. It's like, where are you in your business? What can I help you with? What kind of processes do you need help with? And that's what we work on, whether that's shooting couples or individuals or working with plus size individuals or all of that. We kind of meet them where they are. And that, again, is very customized. Like, there's nothing I do that's not customized. It's all like, what can I help you with? And that's eventually what we end up working with. You were saying how on social media, like the selfies, you do lots of quick tips and tricks and a lot of that information you give away for free because you feel it's so important for people to see themselves and and be able to take pictures of themselves Mm -hmm. in a way that feels genuine and authentic. Yeah. What do you see as being like the most popular thing when people reach out to you about taking selfies? Like what do they typically, what are they looking for? Is it for work? Are they influencers? Is it just anybody? So specifically in my uh, niche, it's for people to take spicy selfies. Mm. So when I am giving tutorials on taking selfies, you can take the same principles and do them for anything, for headshots, for social media as a business owner, as an influencer. You're taking the same principles of setting your phone up on a tripod or in a cup or on a chair or have your partner hold it, right? And you're going to take video and you're taking screenshots from that. It is a quick and easy way to create content that is good, is efficient, you can see yourself. And if you are able to take a spicy nude photo, there is no reason why you can't get in khakis and a matching white shirt with your family at Christmas. (laughs) Like to me, if you can get in front of your camera and roll around and wiggle in nothing but your skivvies or your birthday suit, (laughs) getting in front of somebody's professional camera with your two-year-old is like, oh, this is easy. That's nothing. That's nothing. And so when people come to me, they're specifically looking for spicy nudes, usually. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I literally help people with their settings. I help people with how to hold their cameras up, how to actually take the video, how to screenshot, what do we do to edit those? What's the correct lighting? Like we go through little bits of all of that. And I've done different iterations of this, but right now we're in a hundred poses in a hundred ish days um, on taking spicy selfies. And I literally like, when I tell you, they're like the dumbest, goofiest (laughs) people find my social media. They're like, I saw you on TikTok. I'm like, Uh Okay. Okay. (laughs) How are your thoughts about this, right? Um, So they're literally me rolling around in my studio and like showing people it's okay to be goofy and like it's okay to feel squiggly in your body, but do it anyways. Do it scared. Because if you can do that, you can literally get in front of the camera and take photos with your kiddos. Yeah. Like if you're a single mama who doesn't have anybody take photos of you, the video hack is a game changer. Like you literally just set your phone up on a tripod or in a cup or anything that you can hold your phone up with and get in front of the camera and play with your kids. Like that is how you get good photos. You're joyful and tickling and playing and rolling and running and laughing. Those are when you get authentic photos. You can't do that with a timer. You can't. Running back and forth. I don't care if you have a Bluetooth remote. I don't care. It's not authentic at that point, right? So setting your phone up to video 
and then taking screenshots of that video and editing those, it's not like you're blowing them up and putting them on 36 by 24 inch photos on your wall, right? They're for your family. Exactly. It's a story that you tell when you're gone. So oh, I love that so much. I'm going to yeah. have to try that. I'm the same. I have a million photos of my mm-hmm. husband and my son. I don't have do. a ton. Yeah of myself with them. So I'm always behind the camera taking the pictures and that video. Is not okay. I know. Not okay. It's so bad. Because guess what? Who is gonna tell that story yes. of you and your little when you're gone? Yes. Right? That's if so they're true. not if they are not in your phone or somewhere in the cloud, how in the fuck is your baby gonna have a recollection of what happened when they were three? Mm-hmm. Sorry, they're not. Yeah. They're not. The only the only thing we have left when we're gone to gift our family and our loved ones is our photos. If you are not comfortable in your body, you're not going to be in photos and your story dies with you. That oh, is my why. Wow, yes. That is my why. And if you can get in front of a camera with a random stranger in a random studio in Raleigh and get into string bikini thong panties. Yes. You can absolutely set your phone up to record video and get photos with your babies at home. I love or your that. partner or by yourself. Like that is my why. I think it all stems down to that. It's like these are this this is your story. And if you don't take it and you don't, if you don't actively get in the photo, your story dies with you. So I feel like a lot of our body image issues begin in childhood. Yes. So we have, you know, some of our members are moms. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, we all have kiddos in our lives. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to helping to promote body positivity Mm -hmm. for our kiddos around us? So with kiddos, um, there was a study done about two or three years ago. The average four-year-old is more afraid of getting fat than anything else in the world. It is a statistics, and I haven't read a new article on that, but when I read that article the first time, I was like, at four years old, little kids are worried about gaining weight and getting fat in society, right? But statistically speaking, 62% of Americans are a size 16 or above. That's a huge percentage of the American population. So what the media portrays is not actually reality. And so when I'm talking to parents about kiddos and what to tell kiddos Mm -hmm. is focus less on the positivity side. Your kid does not need to feel positive in their body always. They need to know that their body is a tool that you can be neutral about, meaning I don't need you to feel happy about your body every day. I need you to know that your body doesn't define you. Your body is literally just a meat suit that carries you from day to day to day. It does not justify what promotion you can go for. It doesn't justify what role in the play you can go for. It doesn't hinder what you can do in band, in school, in art, in sports. Your body is just a tool, and that's it. And the way that I help people see that is by kind of recentering the conversation around We compliment children a lot on, you look so cute today. Mm -hmm. Oh, your body looks so good today, right? Taking the focus completely off their body and commenting on things that are not at all related to their physical appearance, right? Man, you are so brilliant. Your brain is so gorgeous. The way that you think about things is so awesome. Things that they should grow up knowing are not tied to what their physical appearance is, right? So separating those two. And teaching them that their body is simply a tool. That body will, that tool will change. It will gain weight. It will fluctuate. It will change in size. It will get bigger. It will get smaller. And our bodies are intended to keep us alive. And because of that, they are going to gain weight. They're going to lose weight. Throughout our lifestyle, you're never going to have the same body that you do day to day to day. It's going to change based on what the environment is doing, right? So 
taking the focus off of rah-rah positivity and getting more to body liberation, fat activism, neutrality is kind of the conversation that I want parents to be having with their kids. And it's not, some days you're going to wake up and feel like a potato and that's okay. I'm a potato, right? (laughs) It's okay to feel like a potato some days. And some days you're going to feel like a rock star in your body. Knowing that both of those emotions are totally valid and do not define the things that you can or cannot do in your life, I think is the biggest focus that I try and tell parents. I love those tips and I'm definitely going to implement those at home for myself. I love that. I love that. I think it's super important. What are your number one sort of top tricks to taking like a spicy selfie? Absolutely. Okay. So there's a couple. The first is there are no rules. Yes. Okay. People go into this expecting perfection and you're not going to get it on the first try. A lot of times people aren't even able to see themselves in a mirror, right? They avoid mirrors. They avoid all sort of like visual representation of who they are. Knowing that it's okay to take the video and then not go through and edit the photos out is okay. The act of doing the selfie is the job, is the chore, right? All I need you to do is go through the motions to start. That's rule number one. There are no rules. Rule number two, if you've got good light or you've got directional light, that is probably what makes the difference between an okay photo and a really good photo. And I say directional light because oftentimes we want the light to come from one side of our body to kind of cascade over our body to the other. And that can be any sort of light. Light is light is light, whether it's artificial, the sun, a window, whatever it is. Positioning ourselves so that it's directional is a great way to create interest in a photo without really having to do much, right? So if you have a lamp, instead of putting it directly in front of you, you put it 45 degrees to your right or to your left. That's directional light, right? So turning off our overhead lights and using like really pretty light next to us or window light, awesome, chef's kiss. The last one, the third one, People worry about so much about what their face is doing and what their hands are doing. Honestly, if you're worried about that, just close your eyes. If you're worried about your eyes being bug-eyed or wide open, just shut them and let your body kind of just go through the motion. Think of your hands like you're in the shower and you're just letting them run over your body. Those are the two things that I people think people struggle with the most. I look funny and I don't know what my hands are doing. Yes. Just let your hands be hands. Like you're washing your body in the shower. You don't think about your hands, right? And if you're arching, bending, doing all the things, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Those are kind of my two, those are the two biggest things that I get asked about, light and what I do with my hands and my eyes. So those are kind of my tips. Otherwise, just get in the front of the camera and move your body. Move slowly because you're taking video, right? Increase the quality of your video. You want to make sure that's the highest quality it can be. And then just move your body slowly. And then you're just going to pause and take screenshots from that. You're going to get a lot of trash. (laughs) You might get, of your two-minute video, you might get 10 to 15 images. You might get two. But that's okay because you did it and you saw your body in motion in angles that you haven't seen. And that is where you grow. And that's where the beauty comes from. Yes. And that is beautiful. So you mentioned a little bit ago about video. So you're in like this stage right now where you're evolving, changing, growing, scaling. So tell us a little bit about what's next for your photography journey. Absolutely. So step one is to buy my studio. I've been working on that for a while. I love my landlord to death, but to buy a studio of some sort. So that's kind of step one. Step two is I have had a YouTube channel for over a year now, has one video on it. (laughs) So I started this video journey, not only to video of my clients, to have actual like sexy, intimate videos. If you're by yourself or with a partner, Mm -hmm. we don't have that 
currently. There's not many people that do that, which I think is really interesting and kind of cool. And like, I know there's something really playful about that for me. Yeah. So doing it for my company, but also in order to implement my YouTube, it's just me. If I don't learn how to do video, it's never going to happen. Yes. So YouTube is going to be a big one. And then hopefully starting a platform that is either some sort of subscription base or something where it's learning pared down. Not everybody can afford $1,500 for a one-on-one mentorship, but you can spend 16 bucks a month on a, on a subscription to learn about photography. That's such a good idea. So that's the goal. That's where I'm headed. That's amazing. Yeah. Not where I'm headed. It's where I'm going. I will get there. I mean, there. you're there. I'm where you we're... like did the video when <laughs> yeah. we met for our first yeah. time. Yeah. You were, it was right before because mm-hmm. yeah. you had like yeah. that plan and you're like, we're shooting our first yeah. video. And it, we failed miserably <laughs> forward. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay. Because guess what? We can always reshoot. It's not like it's the end of the world. I'm not taking newborns or, you know, birth videos. They're literally like, okay, how can we, how can we show people how to take photo and video better. And that's it. So yeah, I'll just keep failing forward. It's going to be great. I will be right there with you. I'm so excited. (laughs) So is there anything today that you feel like we didn't cover that you would love to share with our listeners? I would just touch on the fact that no matter where you are in your journey, you are enough right now. You don't need to change in order to feel like Oh, I'll lose weight. I'll get the promotion. I'll lose weight. I'll change my body. I'll find love. I'll change my body and the world is going to open up. The world is waiting for you now. Your body doesn't need to change in order to get all of the good out of this world. You just have to do it scared. You don't need to change. And I think that's kind of bringing it full circle is like, we can do hard things and it's going to be okay. And you will be great. You just have to do it. Yeah. That's amazing. So what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? The best way to connect with me would be TikTok. Honestly, there's so much knowledge that happens there. If you're not somebody who wants to shoot with me now, that's a great way to kind of dip your toe in the water. Also, you can find me on IG and then obviously email, all of which um, I'm sure you can link. But yeah, any of those, if you ever have any questions or you just need somebody to bounce something off of, send me a direct message on any of those platforms. Send me an email. I will happily, happily respond back. And we'll have all of Caitlin's links here on the podcast. So you'll be able to scroll down and see those to follow her. But thank you so much for joining us on the Women's Social Club podcast today. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Well, I absolutely loved that conversation. Be sure to follow Caitlin on social media where she's at Caitlin Guild. That's K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-G-U-I-L-D. Or visit her website, CaitlinScott.com. And a few ways to follow the Women's Social Club. One, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app, Two, you can visit thewomensocialclub.co and find the community that's closest to you. If there's nothing close to you, please let us know. And third, follow us on social media where you'll find video clips of this podcast as well as the Women's Social Club's events throughout the country. We're at Women's Social Club on both Instagram and TikTok and at The Women's Social Club on Facebook. This podcast is edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Hannah Weisberg, and on behalf of everyone at the Women's Social Club, 
We can't wait to welcome you into our sisterhood. We'll see you again soon with the next episode.